Hello and welcome to what I am assuming is the first of quite a few short IRLs. These will be intermission episodes that I'll create in between the episodes of Serling High School just to give you listeners something to nibble on while you wait for the next episode. These short IRLs are short stories from my real and actual life. I will be changing up names and elements of some details to protect identities and such, but other than that, there's nothing made up. But anyways, on to the show. Enjoy. I name this story Torn Between Woman and God. When I was in college as a filmmaker, I often walked around the campus looking for interesting set pieces and places to shoot a nice film with a neat story. But one time, I actually came across a story. I was walking over this leafy hill in the woods behind the school. The trees were getting pretty barren as we were in the middle of fall by then. And I saw something strange over the hill. It was trash. It was a lot of trash. It was literally mounds and hills of hundreds and hundreds of styrofoam cups. And my first reaction was, what kind of person throws all this back here? But then I noticed that all the cups were from the nearby gas station, which was just a walk away. This led me to the conclusion that someone was probably drinking these here, in the woods quite regularly. Now, I wasn't exaggerating about the size of these piles because when I backed up and walked off to the side a bit to get a better view, I saw a partially collapsed tent. Uh, The tent was in disarray. And at this moment, I knew that this was someone's home. I froze in place, looked around carefully through the woods to see if I was alone or not. I didn't see anyone. So I decided to approach the tent. There was a clearing for a fire, newspapers and magazines lying around, another hill of cups on the other side of the tent that I didn't see at first, and I decided to look inside. I couldn't help my curiosity. I grew up in a town with vacant homes that I'd break into from time to time just to see what was left behind. I never stole anything. I just wanted to see what was there. I guess I'd I'd always been this way. So I went into the tent, pressing up on the canvas above me to give myself some headroom. It was dirty, kind of flooded. There wasn't much, though. More papers and magazines, a clipboard with job applications on it, wet from the rain, a track phone, you know, like one of those prepaid phones, and a Ziploc bag, and a book binder with a Bible and a journal inside of it. I sought out information here. This was a story. Maybe it was the filmmaker in me at the time. I've just always been interested in the real-life stories the world held in each person. Do you ever look around and think to yourself, Wow, every single person here is living their own story with their own characters and plot points and twists and turns and pains and joys that I'll never know about. How many of our stories will just fade into nothingness, never being known? 
and they're all the greatest stories ever written somehow with details unlike any other but I was driven to look into the journal I learned that this person of the woods was a former man of the cloth his name was Daniel and he was in the middle of seminary when something happened he fell in love his journal contained confessionals to God asking for forgiveness because he loved a woman that same journal had entries of him writing the same thing to her confessions asking for forgiveness because he loved his God he was torn he wrote poetry to her and she wrote it back to him these were clipped and held between the entries and the love was requited she actually must have visited him here in this tent because he would write how grateful he was for her visits but then apologize in the same line for not letting her stay for avoiding her temptations hoping that she'd understand and forgive him there were times where he was angry with his God he would write things like why did you have to make her so beautiful why did you have to give her that smile why did you give her that laugh if you didn't want me to love her like this he was conflicted I was kind of floored by this I myself dealt with the shame of the church while growing up but this was a pastor in training he was ingrained with the beliefs of that holy house I couldn't imagine his pain I didn't know what it was like I looked at the track phone in the Ziploc bag opened the bag powered on the phone it still worked it only had three contacts in it the name of the woman the name of another man and an unnamed number I saved these numbers to my own phone and left everything as I had found it I thought to myself I wanted to know more of this love story I wanted to see if I could even meet this man and I wanted to know if I could somehow help but part of me knew that I was in way over my head I was just an art student in college these were older folks dealing with some real adult problems I was spiritual but I knew I was no match for this man's idea of God still I wanted to change things somehow I wanted them to go well even if I didn't know what to do about it about two weeks went by I gathered up the courage to call the number to the other man from Daniel's track phone it was just a phone call the worst he could do was hang up on me really so I made the phone call sat at the dinner table in my apartment I anxiously stared at the napkin stand in front of me as the phone rang and someone picked up for a restaurant it was a sandwich shop near my school I was surprised that the number led to a business but I asked for the name of the man who I'd called and he said this is him and I thought okay here's my chance do you know a man by the name of Daniel he answered me yeah we went to seminary together I was relieved I had found the correct person oh okay I I wanted to know if I could ask you about him I came across an encampment in the woods and found his name and this number and he interrupted me yeah uh, 
Daniel and I went to seminary together. He dropped out after a year or two, though. I know it had something to do with the relationship he was into. He was working here at the sandwich shop for a bit as well. I was relieved to get this wealth of information, honestly. I knew this man had a job to do, though, so I didn't want to keep him long. So I asked him, Is there a way to get in touch with Daniel if he doesn't work there anymore? And he answered me. He, uh... He, he died on the railroad tracks about a week ago. Oh. That was all I could mutter. I apologized to the man. I didn't know if it was a loss to him or not, but... I mean, I never even met Daniel, and it, it felt like a loss to me. But as I said earlier, regarding so many stories that we all have and may never know... This was a story I was humbled to know. It felt important to me, and it kept a memory of someone alive, a man torn between a woman and God. It taught me of a struggle unlike my own, and it grounded me to understand that some people have perspectives and limitations to their lives we could never imagine. It taught me a new kind of empathy. I hope that his love interest found peace, and I hope that his God forgave him. It's just a rock and a hard place I wouldn't wish anyone to be caught between. And while I can't relate, it must have been immensely painful for him. I actually did go back to those woods as soon as I could to see if anything had changed. It had. I couldn't find the campsite anymore. All I could find over that one hill were crunchy leaves and endless trees forever. Forever. 